with Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good evening and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm Marie. Um, again, I hope that this evening will be transformative to you and everyone out in radio world. It's a actually a pretty, a pretty bright, calm evening. Well, a little blustery in the Seattle area, but it's actually kind of calm and nice. Yeah. A little no, it's warm. nice out. Yeah. I like it when the sun is kind of peeking from behind the clouds. The clouds. It it's, looks pretty cool. It's beautiful. In the in the studio here in the Stardesky Station, KKNW, we have huge windows that lead to a tutorial view, and it is really quite beautiful. Yeah, no, it looks pretty cool. And it's been, you know, before recently, it's been so bright, the sun has, that we've had to have the shades down. Yeah, because it will nail you right in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so I was so glad when you raised the shades about 15 minutes ago. I'm like, oh my gosh, the sun is bathing in. Yeah. I tend to talk about the weather and location whenever the show begins because I truly want to bring people into the present moment. And although you may not be in Seattle at this moment, I'm bringing you into the present of where we are right now so that we can be in our bodies and more grounded so that as we do our inner work here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, that we can be as aware of whatever's going on in our own environment. So that's why I always bring it up in case you think, why is she always talking about the weather? I don't even live in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're doing here on the show. And so, Tom, what are the phone numbers that we can give out tonight so that people can call in? Uh, those numbers are one eight seven seven eight two five eight eight two eight. That is toll free. One more time, that number eight seven seven eight two five eight eight two eight. Or they can give us a call locally at four two five three seven three five five two seven. Great, and and the toll free number is anywhere in the world. So if you live in Spain, Argentina. Uh, Jamaica, give yeah. us a call. We've gotten calls from all over. We have. We really enjoyed and we appreciate it. Thank you so much. I want to give out a shout to everybody who came to the class last night. It was called Bridging Worlds, and I acted as a medium because that's something I also do in my work. And I spoke to people's loved ones, family members, and friends who were on the other side. Had a great time last night. We, The house was full, and so I want to thank everyone for coming to the Marriott Residence Inn in Seattle and attending the class. And, and thank you for sharing your stories because it's really hard sometimes to to talk about our loved ones who have passed over. It's kind of a, a heart jerker. And so I just appreciate everyone for being open and being a little vulnerable. And um, when I do readings in a large venue, I ask for individuals to come and sit up next to me in front of everybody. And we had um, close to 90 people in the class last night. So it can be a little daunting. And I just want to say thank you again. It was a wonderful experience as always. And I'm just really grateful. So tonight we're talking about individualization. We're talking about the layers of the aura. And the seventh layer of the aura, which is approximately seven and a half feet away from your physical body, is a structured field. And I'll do my best to give more language about that throughout the hour. But as callers call in, I like to make sure that I get to them so I can answer everybody's questions. So sometimes it may feel like, wait, I want to hear about that chakra or that field of energy or whatever terminology I may be talking about regarding energy medicine. But just always want to get to the callers. So the seventh layer of the field is the last field of energy that makes up the aura for the physical body. And it's a structured field. In energy medicine, it goes from structured to unstructured, structured to unstructured. That's how it goes. So a structured field um, looks like it has mesh netting within the energy system of the field. They're about a foot in width. Um, This field, again, is about seven and a half feet away from your physical body. 
And instead of, you know, you can think about it as mesh netting or you can think of it as beams of light that crisscross one another and creating these linear lines that hold the field together and actually also support the field below it, which would be the sixth layer of the field. On the seventh layer of the field, there is a word, and the word is individualization. And in energy medicine, the premise is, is that the more you individuate, the more you become the person that you truly are, the closer you are to creation, source, God, whatever terminology you want to use. You become more one, in a way, which is really uh, the sixth layer of the field, which has a phrase on it that says we are all one, which is interesting when we're looking at the expansion of consciousness. Being able to be part of the whole is a big, important concept. But then to be able to individuate, to have compassion for all of humanity, but then also have a little bit of spiritual selfishness, that's what I like to call it, where you learn not to take everyone's feelings into account of your decisions, where you learn to um, believe in yourself and you're dedicated to your desires with the compassion that you've already learned from the sixth layer of the field. So hopefully that's not too confusing. That's what we're talking about tonight. And why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines, Tom? Okay, we've got Robin calling us all the way from Connecticut. Great. Hi, Robin. Hi. How are you? Great. Great. What can I do for you tonight? Um, I wanted to ask about, I believe you called it the fifth layer, Uh uh, the divine plan. Correct. And so you have a question about that? I do. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and answer that one, but I'm looking at your field and your, the whole aura. And so I'm going to first talk about the seventh one, and then I'll come to your fifth. Actually, I'll go ahead and, and say a, a couple things about your throat chakra, which vibrates to the fifth layer of the field, is that you're doing a really good job speaking your truth lately. And I know it's challenging. I know it's really hard. I know it makes you feel bad. And I just want to say congratulations. Thank you. My throat's actually sore tonight. <laughs> Is it sore? <laughs> because I really did today. Oh. <laughs> but thank so you. You're welcome. I'm giving you a big energetic hug from Seattle because I know how hard it is to speak your truth. But as you know, or, you know, and what you're learning and understanding is that when you speak your truth, you connect to that fifth layer of the field, which is called the divine plan. Right. And when you speak your truth, you get to be empowered with more about your destiny, your natural gifts and talents, all of those good things. Um, And so your field's actually looking quite good, your fifth layer of your field. But your seventh layer of your field is very interesting. Um, So imagine this mesh netting or these beautiful beams of light that crisscross in horizontal linear lines, vertical and horizontal lines that make the structured field, the seventh layer of the field. And the fifth layer of the field is also structured too, by the way. So perhaps the work that you're doing on the fifth layer of the field are actually highlighting the problems that I'm seeing on the seventh layer. You have several holes inside the seventh layer of your field. So it makes me think that it actually looks a little charred, almost like someone took a bite out of pieces of your field and it was cauterized. (laughs) You know, that's what it looks like to me. And cauterized means slightly burnt. Um, and so what it means to me is that you're afraid to individuate. You know, it's scary to leave certain aspects of our lives. Well, it, maybe that's my question then. Oh. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I've been listening to your podcast, and um, I, I was, like, I have, I was thinking that it was more of a divine plan question. I've been working, um, you know, for years with my husband. We have a business. He's a photographer, and I work with him. We work together, and I've just been kind of not singing lately and, Mm -hmm. you know, wondering if it's time to do something on my own. So I don't know if that's it or 
or it could be my son, who I called you about last week, and you helped me. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so glad um, it was helpful. So either of those could be whole. Right. <laughs> I, and I, I think it's more the work than the son, you know, in, in my opinion, because you are the type of mom that as soon as you get information, even though it may be challenging for you, you will work on it for the well-being of your family. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I think you're afraid to individuate. And I can completely understand as I look at these charred, you know, bites out of the seventh layer of your field, I keep seeing pictures of my past um, when I began to move more independently in myself and I broke away from all of the friends we had at the time when I was married and then eventually, you know, um, my ex-husband. And and I remember I thought for sure I was going to feel really lonely because, you know, people weren't stopping by. They weren't calling me anymore. I was just becoming very, very different, and we weren't relating to one another. And I thought for sure I was going to be lonely, but I wasn't. I sat back. I remember this one moment. I'm in the living room thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be so lonely. I don't have any friends. Who's going to listen to me? Who's going to talk to me? And then I went, hmm, I don't really miss them that much. (laughs) And it's not that I don't love them or the time we spent together. I absolutely do. Or any moments that we may connect in the future, I appreciate those. But it's, it's just that you have outgrown some of the people in your life. And I'm not necessarily talking about your husband. I'm saying mostly friends, you know, people in your life. You can continue to relate to them the way that you do, but it's not going to help you to grow. It's just going to keep you kind of insulated in something that's gotten a little boring for you. Do you know what I mean? I think so. I just, I've been feeling that for a while and kind of praying and trying to see kind of... What's next, I guess, and I've heard you like really help some people, and I yeah. thought, well, maybe she'll help me. Sure. So here's my recommendation. You're going to have to stop worrying about what other people think or what they're going to do if you're not around, because it's time for you to move forward. You're going to meet new friends. New people will come into your life who can be more of a peer for you or who can inspire you and impassion you to self-discover. And and then they can celebrate you in your growth and your accomplishments. But the individuals that you have around you right now can't do that for you because they, there's a a phrase that I've heard Oprah say several times on her program. She says that when her friends cannot see who she's becoming, she needs to change friends. Mm -hmm. And, And that's exactly what I'm saying to you. And so I would just pull back, do less, less engagements, traveling, hanging out with your friends, even if that means some alone downtime for you, after about two to three months of being with yourself and shifting your own energy, then different individuals will be attracted to the frequency and the vibration, the new one that you've created, and then they can help you in more of your self-discovery. And I think in speaking your truth, which you're doing great at, the, the friends may fall away. Because <laughs> The, the people that you have in your life right now don't necessarily want to hear the truth that you have to say. Yeah, I actually don't really, in this place I'm at now, I don't really have any good close friends that I feel like are holding on to me. I have acquaintances. I agree, you know, kind of not on the same interest level that I am. But I don't feel, I, I could be wrong. I'm <laughs> willing to sure. see if I'm denying it. But I don't feel like there's anybody you know, close that is going to freak out because I'm not that close to people. Maybe that's, I want that. I want sure. like, some spiritual friendship. Right. And, and I, I feel like there's new people coming, good. but I'm not qu- quite sure how, kind of what steps to take or what I could do differently. I'm kind of really busy in my work, work and 
work, at least, that right. I do right now. Right. And I don't see that anyone's going to hold you back. I see you holding you back, you know, continuing to connect with people who aren't necessarily where you are or where you're going to be. That's what I see. I see you more worried about, well, you know, I need to be here for all of these people, even if they are just acquaintances, because just socializing on a casual level on, on a semi-regular basis takes energy. Takes time to organize a dinner, drive there, bring food, or go to a restaurant. I mean, all of that takes a lot of energy. And so, when you're expelling that, even in acquaintance relationships, you're wasting energy. I love okay. what I love what James Ray says. He says that you want to surround yourself with people that you aspire to be like. Right. Okay. And, and there is some husband stuff involved, but it's it's kind of like, you know, um, adding that to your plate right now. I think would just make you nuts. So I think, you know, one thing at a time, I would continue to speak your truth. And guess what, after I said that thing about the aspiring, you know, people, you want to surround yourself with people who you aspire to be like, some of the holes in the seventh layer of your field began to fill up with light. (laughs) So that tells me I'm on the right track. Ah, Ah. so cut back even more of your acquaintance outings. Okay. And recognize that, you know, two hours of time spent with someone that you don't want to spend time with is precious. It's like gold. And you need that energy to fortify your future. Do you feel um, that I might be headed towards a different job? I, I actually think that your entire life needs an adjustment. And that's what the seventh layer of the field is about, individualization. Most people who individuate change their entire life. They, they may completely move out of the location they're in. They're definitely going to change careers. They may change partners, friends. Their idealization of, of life, their philosophy of life is going to change. So yes, when people individualize, they, they first of all can't even imagine who they would become. Most individuals think they know who they are. And most people have a very limited perception of who they are. And so when you individuate, it's surprising, it's shocking. Most people go, oh, my gosh, I never even knew this was a part of who I am. It's a big deal. And so what is the step? <laughs> to, uh, uh, I get the friend's part and then right. pray and accept that it's happening. Yeah, I, I would. The prayer that I would use is I'm willing to surrender to my highest good and allow myself to individuate. Okay. That's what I would say out loud in your living room once a day. Or whatever sacred room you have in your home that you love. Okay? That's wonderful. Okay, good. Well, thank you very much for calling in. Is there any other question? or are we? I do. I just don't oh, okay. want to be greedy. <laughs> okay, well, why don't you ask me real quick? Um, food and or hormones. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a little bit off balance. Yep. I would agree with you. And, and maybe that'll be part of the individualization. I would definitely look at food combining. One of my favorite um, books regarding that is called The Body Ecology Diet by Donna Gates, I believe is her name. Yeah, and put that on hold after I heard one of your podcasts. Wonderful. You. And but then, I haven't gotten it yet. That's okay. And then um, perhaps go see a holistic practitioner about your hormones because they are, uh, you accurately assessed yourself really well. They are jumbling and moving around and creating a little bit of havoc in your body. So I agree with you. Wonderful. And, you know, this whole part about becoming more like yourself means that you're going to more accurately assess yourself really well. So congratulations. That's great. Yeah. Well, I just 
love your shows. I've been listening to every single podcast since Thank I you. found you. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. Thank like you very two much. two hours a day oh. on my drive. So I, Thank you. I'm really learning a lot. Wonderful. That makes my heart sing. So thank oh. you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So tonight on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, we're talking about individualization. And as I was speaking to our last caller, I... Sometimes when I'm speaking, well, most of the time, the information is just flowing into my body, and I had completely forgotten about how much people change when they individualize. And that's why so many people are afraid to do that. They're afraid to be different. They're afraid to lose their friends or move or change their careers, even if they're not happy in any of those situations. And, And so what we need to remember to do is that if it is in our highest good, then it is going to make us happy. And if we allow ourselves to surrender to whatever changes may be in front of us, it will feel good in the process. We, we will feel confident about our choices and our changes, and it won't be necessarily a bad move. It's going to feel good. It may feel weird or different, you know, almost like your shoes might be too tight or a little too loose, but they'll eventually stretch out or you'll learn to tighten the lace in, laces of your shoes. In other words, it will feel comfortable. It won't feel as awkward as it does staying still and not trying on new shoes because that's actually quite worse. Why don't we go ahead, Tom, and go to the next phone call? Okay, we've got Michelle calling from Kirkland. Hi, Michelle. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Great. What can I do for you tonight? Well, kind of a little bit similar with the the last caller is um, getting ready to go back into my husband's business after 10 years of getting out of it by choice. (laughs) And uh, it's been an ailing and failing uh, financially great business, Uh emotionally draining, physically draining. And so I'm having to come back just to sort of, you know, save it, help save it. Uh And I'm just wondering, is this business ever going to turn around? Is he ever going to finally figure out how to make it profitable and manage and balance? Or am I going to be wasting my time? You know what? You just crack me up because you, you basically answered your question two or three times in your description. First of all, I know he's your husband and I appreciate that. But yes. just because we're married to someone or we're the parent of someone or the sibling of someone doesn't mean that our job is to save them. Right. Okay, so why are you doing that? Uh, because right now we're at a place where financially um, we're getting ready to be behind in our third mortgage payment and mm-hmm. bills, and he mm-hmm. hasn't been able to find a bookkeeper for many years. So it's, it, I feel like we'll be financially, um, we won't make it. And so, he's been able, not been able to find anybody that's, you know. And, and you think not having a bookkeeper is the problem? No. Yeah. There's lots of problems. And right. I'm wondering if he's ever going to finally realize that he needs to get help and how to figure out how to run his business successfully. Well, not if you keep saving him. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, not sometimes, but we all need to learn our own lessons in life, you know, and, right. and that, that's something that I think you need to let him do. And I know it's so hard when your monies are together and you have a family to support. I know it's very challenging, yeah. but I, I think you need to be clear in your mind that it's not a bookkeeping problem. This no, is, it's not. Right. Yeah. It's his, his way of moving money and his inability to balance the money well. And right. this is based on belief systems and wounds that he has. So he basically, first of all, needs some therapy so that he can clear out whatever negativity he has about money and resources or feeling abandoned or never having enough, things right. of that nature. And so yeah. I, I wouldn't even go into agreement to work for him until he was willing to do that. Yes, actually, that's funny you saying that because I'm, I'm meeting with some, uh, some counselor friends of ours, and that's what I was going to draw up because I'm not going to come back in unless I have some... Um, is it the word stipulations? 
right. Matt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and it's and it's only going to be temporary. I, I'm just not. I'm coming in right now, but I don't plan on staying there for very long, just to get it kind of together, and then going to pass pass the torch. Well, I, I know you say that, but um, I think you've been saving him for a really long time. And what I would prefer to see is that you put your energy into yourself. And whatever mm-hmm. you want to do in your life and whatever is going to make you happy. Because imagine if you go into discovering more of yourself and, and, right. and your destiny and, of course, your individualization, you could make enough money for both of you. And then maybe he could take some time off and maybe do some landscaping or other things that you want him to do around the house and be more productive in that way while you fly and let him support you, perhaps, emotionally. Because right. um, I think there needs to be a, a, a major change in roles here. I really do. And and I just keep... Me being the bread earner and him not then? Well... Him not being self-employed then? or Well, his self-employed thing is not working. No, it is not. No. I, I actually see him going towards bankruptcy. That's what I see happening. And wow. and this is an emotional situation that he needs to repair. And he's mm-hmm. he refuses to look at it that way. He just thinks, no, this is this is a bad deal, or this person gave me a bad rap. He You're did, at- Spot on with that. That's exactly what he says. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't take any responsibility for it. Right. Which is unfortunate because, you know, um, whatever's going on in our own lives, especially if it's repetitive, the right. common denominator is ourself. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Right. And so in terms of your own life and really living your potential, you yeah. are the commonator, you know, the whatever that word was that I said. I'm a few, denominator. Thank you. That's a big word. It's a big word. When I'm reading metaphors, sometimes it's like, where did that English language go? It just like flipped out of my head. Yeah. Um, so what's happening is you rescue people and you save them and you make their life better. And that's right. very kind of you. And I certainly appreciate it, but it's not helping you. No, it's not. I feel very drained by it. And right. I, would, I was looking forward to actually when the kids go back to school, going to, into something for myself. But now I'm sidetracked and out of what feels like an urgency thing. What do you see then as far as that I can make money? Because I don't really have any <laughs> degrees or skills that are, you know, I haven't been in the workforce. Right. Well, I was not educated in energy medicine, and apparently I'm doing okay. Right. So, you don't need, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think that when people find the things that bring them enormous joy, that you don't need to have a lot of letters after your name, you know, okay. in order to be extude at it unless of course you feel that you want to go to school like something about the educational system excites you or you want to go into a coaching modality or something of that nature I do know that working with people is right on for you but it needs to be a job that you get paid for not one that you do for free like you have been most of your life Right. <laughs> yeah. Because you're really good on the one-on-one. You're excellent at it. You can see people well. You know how to direct them. You've got good common sense. All of that's lovely. And the yeah. first person I would work on in terms of pulling back from this, I'm going to call it a chronic pattern, it keeps you from uh, the individualization of yourself, is your husband. I, I think you need to set some boundaries. I think both of you need to be realistic that, number one, it isn't like he's coming across all these people who are betraying him. And I know you know this. And yeah. cr- creating all these problems that's causing failures in the business. This is about his energy. He needs to shift it. It could take years for him to shift his energy. It could definitely take a year because this is a very old chronic pattern. And yeah. he, so that means that he needs to be able to put some energy towards us before everything is lost. Right. And so you kind of see where that, that's what my, my deepest fear for calling you right now is because I feel like, yeah, that's my, to be with him means I'm going to have to lose everything. Well, that's my fear. If he if he's not going to see what he has to do, right, and be willing to do that, and, and right now he hasn't seen it. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. He can't heal this until he sees it. People only heal themselves. You know, all of us who are facilitators and do whatever we can to help other people, the truth is, is that individuals heal themselves. And, and, And if an individual isn't willing to do the work, then there's no reason to really help them facilitate at that time until they're ready. Exactly. Right. I had a, a lady come up to me after the class last night um, who um, came up towards the front of the class to thank me. And she said that she came to see me a year ago. And during that time, I told her of a, a disease process that I could see in her body and made some recommendations. And she said that, and I didn't know this at the time, I don't recall the session, but she right. said it really frustrated her and angered her. And that's not what she wanted to hear. Right. And she said a year later, she implemented the recommendations that I made, and she already had many results from the experience. And so all we can do is give information for people, but when they're ready to do the work and to heal themselves, that's when the magic sets in. And it's not your job to wait around or feel responsible to save them. Mm, They they need to do it themselves. And your job is to just live your life as divinely and as individual as you can. That's your main job. Okay. Okay? Yep. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for calling in, and good luck. All righty. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we are here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show live in Seattle. It's about 7.30, and we're going to take a break. We will be right back. Marie will be in Eugene, Oregon for her annual visit from September 30th through October 4th this fall. She will teach three of her most popular two-hour evening classes and a full-day Saturday class. On Tuesday, September 30th, she will teach her class, Manifest Your Goals and Desires. On Wednesday, October 1st, she'll teach, Embrace Your Intuition. And on Friday, October 3rd, just in time to set the mood for Halloween, she will teach her class, The Paranormal and Bridging Worlds. All evening classes will be held at the Beacon House in Junction City from 7 to 9 p.m. Then... On Saturday, October 4th, Marie will be teaching a new class called Expand Your Healing Potential. This is an advanced healing class geared towards those students who have taken previous classes in energy work or who have an energy practice of their own, established or emerging. This Saturday class will be held on the university campus, room 146, Straub Hall, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Enrollment for this class is limited, so pre-registration is recommended. For complete information on all these classes, please call 425 825 5671 or visit her website at www.energyintuitive.com. Friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425 373 5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. Marie is excited to announce that she will be venturing into the wilds of Wyoming to speak at the 6th annual Teton Wellness Festival the weekend of October 11th. Marie will present the Energy Medicine Experience on Saturday, October 11th at 2 p.m. at the Snow King Resort. For those of you in the Wyoming area, join Marie for this creative, comprehensive, and educational experience about energy medicine. For more information, please call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website at www.energyintuitive.com where there's a direct link to the Teton Wellness Festival website. Good news, Belgium. We're streamed worldwide at 1150kknw.com. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. 
And welcome back to Marie Manu Cherry Show. This is Marie. I am live in Seattle. But you can always call in. And Tom, where are our numbers for calling into the studio? Oh, well, we've got a toll-free number and a local number. That toll-free is 1-877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. And that works anywhere in the world. Anywhere. Or if you're local, you can go ahead and give us a call, 425-373-5527. Wonderful. So we're talking about individualization, which is the seventh layer of the aura that surrounds your physical body. And we're going to go straight to the phone lines. So who do we have, Tom? We've got Priscilla on the line calling from Bothell. Great. Hi, Priscilla. Hi. How are you? Thank you, you, Marie, for taking my call. Oh, you're so welcome. What can I do for you tonight? I'd like to find out how how my chakras are, whether you can see anything has gone off, where I should work on it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, and is that your only question then about your chakras? Or do you um, no, I, I'm planning to go back to work after a really long time looking after my kids. Uh-huh. And um, I was wondering what line of uh, job that I can take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're not sure what area you want to return to back into the workforce? Yes. Okay. Well, first of all, as I've, I've already scanned your energy, and your second chakra is quite interesting to me. It's spinning quite wildly actually and this is the chakra right below the belly button Mm -hmm. this is about relationships career money and friends so your intimate partnerships and all of your friends as well um it it governs the reproductive organs the kidneys the adrenal glands the lower back the bladder and the appendix Mm -hmm. so it's very very busy and a little bit wild it could also be are you nervous um being live on the radio no Okay, so it's not about that. So what it means to me is that you're not necessarily feeling your emotions. I love the movement in this in this pelvic cavity because a lot of people who aren't feeling their own emotions, uh-huh. the area becomes pretty stifled and I don't see a lot of energy and you have clearly tons of energy moving in your second chakra right now. So maybe you're about to start to feel your emotions. Maybe you're gearing up for almost something like an emotional breakdown which oh. I, I don't want you to worry about. It's, it's not a bad breakdown. Mm-hmm. It's a good breakdown because you probably have been um, holding the fort together in your home life. <laughs> yes, my husband and me, we are like, oh. It's a lot? Yeah, I mean, he's like on his own zone and I'm here. Right. Yes. Yeah, and then all the kids. Mm-hmm. And so when he comes home from work, are you talking to him about your day and what you're feeling? Oh, no. Why not? He doesn't talk about that. So he won't talk about it if you start to talk to him about it. If I stop, start talking to him, he just walks away or does oh. something else. Oh, well, yes. that's not very nice. Mm-mm. Did you talk to him about this? Um, I told him, but he's, he, he doesn't care. He's got <laughs> his own thing, and he travels a lot, so now he's not here. Right. And when he's not here, it's, we, we feel different. You know, it's like... Oh, there's three of us, and we are so la-di-da kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I actually think your husband does care. I, I think that he's also afraid to feel his emotions, probably more so than you are. Uh-huh. And so when you broach the subject, especially if this second chakra has been spinning as wildly as, as I'm seeing it, mm-hmm. he's probably can, on an energetic level, feel that you have all these emotions to come up, and he just doesn't want to deal with them. Because it's going to push his buttons to feel his own emotions. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, he's got this problem that he always, you know, goes with some other people and he's always looking at someone else, that kind of thing. You mean uh, like other women? Yes. Oh, and are you okay with that? Um, I'm tired of that. Okay. So actually, what you're, you're telling me so many things in our conversation. Yes. Number one, that the main relationship that's creating, you know, besides really being able to start your... to 
feel your own emotions is your marriage. Mm-hmm. And so what you're really telling me is that things need to change or you may want a change in the marriage. Yeah. Okay. Have you talked to him about that? I have. He doesn't seem to acknowledge anything. It's always my fault. Mm-hmm. So I was deciding that I have to take some in charge of something right now. And since my um, daughter's finished graduation. And oh, great. Congratulations. Thank you. And she's going to go to the university. So Lovely. for me, now it's my time. Good. Good. Yeah. So uh, now I can really understand why I'm seeing all this spinning energy because you've got a lot going on. You know, your whole dynamics of your family is about to change because if things don't shift between you and your husband, I think that you're going to separate from him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I work and at the moment I can stand on my own two feet. I'm going to say, you know what? You're not working with me. So that's it. Right. And so here's what I would recommend is that both of you get into marriage counseling. You know, because here's what happens. If you stay together, you need to be able to communicate with one another and address the issues in the marriage and learn to love each other again and be really great friends. And if you don't stay together, you still need to learn to care about each other and love one another and be great friends. Because you have, is it just one child you have? Two. You have two children and those kids aren't going away. And you still need to be able to communicate and, and be loving to one another while you parent. So I would definitely recommend that you get some marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. And and he may not like the idea, yeah. um, but I think that if you tell him that you're considering potentially in the future, if, if this is indeed true, to s- separate, then I think he will be interested in um, seeking marriage counseling. Because even though you think he doesn't care at all and he's not interested, mm-hmm. he actually believes in family. He, yeah. He wants his family to stay together. He doesn't want them to split up. He may not know how to be in the family, or maybe he's not completely happy right now, but he does want his family to stay together. So I do believe he'll do the marriage counseling. And here's, I keep seeing this weird thing about a job. I don't know where it is, and it's kind of a weird picture. Um, What have you done in the past? And then I'll describe my picture. Oh, uh, before I was teaching. Okay. And then I worked in a shoe firm as a merchandiser mm-hmm. and that's it i helped my mom before to do some home business right baking okay and things like that uh-huh. yeah well i i keep seeing you as a receptionist uh-huh. and it's a it's a large company it's it's a really big building it's probably like maybe 20 to 30 stories it could be in downtown seattle because it's or bellevue bellevue's looking like seattle these days because yeah. it's a very tall um, black building, you know, black glass. Uh-huh. Um, and, and more than just a, res- you know, and I think being a receptionist is a great job, but more than being a receptionist, I see you being a greeter, maybe almost like an executive secretary or, you know, showing people around. So I know that sounds odd, but that's what I would look for in the classified ads. I would look for, you know, receptionist or greeter or executive uh-huh. secretary. And I, and I know that may not be where you want to go right now, mm-hmm. but what needs to happen is for you, I think, to get out of the house, start creating other relations with other people, relationships, yeah. start to create your own money so you can feel good about yourself so then you can begin to think about what else you would like to do. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I would recommend. Getting some marriage counseling. And although this job may not be what you ultimately want to do, yeah. I think you need to get out. I see you happy. You're happy in this position because you, you're dressed really cute. You're greeting people. People are appreciating you. And so that's what you need right now is to feel appreciated. Could it be a bank? It could very well be a bank, yes. Okay. Yes. Have you thought about working in a bank? I was thinking of applying to the bank. Great. Yeah. Excellent. Good idea. Okay. Yeah. Good. 
Yeah. So and go ahead. So all my chakras are okay? Well, here, I'm so glad you brought that up. I would love for you to start having a few temper tantrums every week. Oh. Yeah, because in that pelvic cavity where I see the second chakra spinning out of control, uh-huh. um, you have repressed anger there. And we've already talked about some of the issues why you could have some repressed anger. Okay. And so I want you to lay down the floor and kick and scream and yell like you're two or four. Uh-huh. Really loud. Okay. Two to three times a week. Okay. And then you'll let the anger out. And then it might be easier. Your husband may feel more comfortable to connect with you and begin to talk about these problems. And I still would recommend therapy because he doesn't really understand how hurt you are. And oh, I, 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 I don't know about him. It's like he doesn't... Um he will ask someone else, how are you, instead of asking me how I'm feeling. Right. Yeah, he's like that. Right. And before I told him we go for therapy, he told me I needed it rather than him. Right. Yeah. And, and so now what you can say is, and, and I know this is going to be hard, but I would prefer that you not take how he's acting personally. Uh-huh. I think that if he was married to someone else, he'd be having the same amount of problems right about this time. Uh-huh. So these, these problems are about him as well, not just about you. You know, many times we blame other people for our situations in life, mm-hmm. but a lot of things that are happening in our life are because of where we are yeah. inside. Yeah. And, and so, you know, if he says something like that, you can say, you know, I, I think we both need therapy. I think we should go to marriage counseling together mm-hmm. because I'm not very comfortable right now. I know you're not very comfortable right now, and we need to make some really good, healthy decisions in the future about our lives, whether they're together or not together, and we need someone who's not emotionally connected who can help us sort this out. Yeah. How does that sound? Very good. Okay, good. Thank you so you're, much. You're welcome, and call us when you get your job. I want to hear all about it. Yes, I will. And best of luck. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we're talking about individualization here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. And in, to individuate means to connect to the seventh layer of your aura. And the seventh layer of the field looks like gold mesh netting. And in energy medicine, when you allow yourself to activate this beautiful aura, the part of the aura that surrounds your body, that means you become closer to creation, source, God, the universe. And the truth is, is that we are all irreplaceable parts of the universe, of creation. And we need to allow that part of ourselves to shine. So we're going to go ahead and continue on with the phone calls, Tom. Okay, we've got Linda on the line calling from Bremerton. Great. Hi, Linda. Hi. How are you? Oh, great. Thank you. Good. What can I do for you tonight? Uh, well, <clears throat> gosh, you know, I, I have some questions. I, I guess it, they're mostly about me, but I am concerned about my son who's in Hawaii. Oh, okay. And I just moved over there. Um, but I've, I've been having some low back problems. I have a degenerative disc. Mm, sorry. And a right hip, um, you know, some pain there when I walk. Mm-hmm. And um, I've gone to a chiropractor, and I, I just had him visits, and I still have the same problem. Right. And I went through um, the fair today briefly, and uh, somebody did some energetic work with some magnets and some some glass discs, and uh, that seemed to help, actually. Yay! I um, love that when yay. that happens. Yay! <laughs> Excellent. I love energy work, don't you? <laughs> I, I just love energy work. It's amazing. Yes. So yes. Um, the hip and degenerative problems are related to the root chakra, which is the first chakra in your physical body, and that one is located in the pelvic floor. It extends to about mid-knee. Um, and emotionally, the root chakra is about growing up. It's about your first family. So from the moment you were born um, until you kind of move out of the house and begin to create your own identity, how you mm-hmm. felt about the homes you lived in, your siblings, your parents, your grandparents, the schools you attended, 
Did you feel nurtured, loved, and safe? That's what oh, it, that's what it means. I see. Okay, that's what it means in a nutshell. And mm-hmm. anatomically, it affects every bone, muscle, and tendon from the hips all the way down to the toes. It also has a secondary responsibility to all of the bones in your body, all of the blood in your body, including your bone marrow, because it's about DNA and genetics. So when people yeah. when people have blood dyscrasias, that's also a root chakra problem whenever they have some problem with their blood. So um, it's also, in your case, because you're very strong, by the way, you're very strong-willed. Did you know that? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, good. I like that. Um, you're strong-willed, and so this is also about getting out of the way, surrendering, um, letting go of the past. These are all root chakra components. And there was one more thing. The right hip is about moving forward in your life because masculine energy is what runs on the right-hand side of the body, and so it's about power and movement and strength. And uh-huh. it's about moving forward. So what I would say in a nutshell, just from your symptoms, your physical symptoms, you're holding yourself back, you're holding on to the past, and you're not letting go. And oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm going to give you some exercises in just a few moments. I'm actually, mm-hmm. oh, great. I'm actually in your spine. I've been in your your vertebrae from C1 mm-hmm. all the way to the tips tip of your coccyx for a little while as I've been talking about the anatomy and physiology of energy medicine for the first chakra. And that's how I know that you're strong-willed because instead of seeing a free flow of energy in your spinal column, I actually see a fair amount of stagnant energy. So I know you can be stubborn. And I I also know that you have great common sense. You have good common sense. You give people good advice. And so you assume that you're going to have the same good advice for yourself. Well, I but you know, I know that I can't... um... I can't really read myself as well as I can read other people. Okay. (laughs) Good. That's great to know. Mm -hmm. Here's what's important to remember. Everyone is defended. Everyone has defense mechanisms. And so what happens is when, especially when we're noticing challenges in our body and in our life, that means that we're defending ourselves and we're unable to see how to get out of the problem. And so the act of surrendering helps the defense mechanisms at least relax or part just a little bit so you can begin to get some different perceptions about how you need to proceed in life. Yeah. And and so what I would recommend is that you repeat the phrase, I surrender, in the back of your head like a mantra, maybe three to four times a day, maybe 10 to 20 times at each one of those time periods so that Mm -hmm. your cells can get comfortable with you letting go of the past. Wonderful. And I think when you do this, I think you're going to cry. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, this lovely um, energy in the spine, it was created out of fear. All of our defense mechanisms, as far as I know anyway, are created out of fear. We create them because we're afraid that something bad's going to happen to us. And mm-hmm. so we create these defense mechanisms to protect ourselves. And at the time, I'm sure that they were created, there could have even been some validity to it. But after a while, they become a hindrance and they don't really allow us to be the expansive people that we are. And you should see your energy right now. You're just blowing off huge amounts of stagnant energy. I'm just seeing big puffs of billowing gray smoke coming off your body. And so I'm quickly talking to your home, because I think you're in your house, and I'm, I'm talking to wherever you are so that some, um, some vents can open up energetically in the ceiling to let the stagnant energy out of your house and move as far away from you as possible so that you can't pull it back in and reconfigure it to where it was just a few moments ago. Wonderful. 
Here's the exercise, um, besides what I've already mentioned, that I'd love for you to do. And for anyone who has a hard time letting go of the past, who's listening to the show tonight, this is a a great exercise. It's helped me heal many things in my own life. So you're going to sit down and think about all the wonderful things about you. And when I water my plants on my front porch, I give myself a high five and do a little jig. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not kidding either. Sounds great. It may look kind of funny to some of my neighbors. Um, and so the, the reason why I say that is, you know, go ahead and appreciate family accomplishments, educational accomplishments or goals, but also all the little things we do all day long. You know, we really need to appreciate ourselves, taking out the trash, making dinner, vacuuming the house, going shopping, you know, um, be, you know, earlier this, this, um, this evening, I went over and sat with one of um, my neighbors who's elderly her daughter is out of town doing some work. So we just sat for like 45 minutes and had a cup of tea. And just appreciating ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. All these lovely things. So when you feel good about yourself, which is the true essence of self-empowerment, yeah. then I want you, when you feel good about yourself, it could take about 10 minutes, then I want you to think of a situation you haven't been able to let go of from your past and then bring that memory up to your consciousness and ask, how did this situation help me to grow? When you, great. When you're in self-empowerment, you'll get a brand new perception. Instead of rewounding yourself from that previous experience, you'll get a brand new perception that will help you set it free. Wonder. Good. So do you have any yeah. other, so how, how's this all going? Is this working for you, do you think? Yes. Okay. I, I believe it will work for me. Okay. Um, I am just a little concerned about um, my son. Okay, the one um, in Hawaii. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, here's what I think, and I don't know, of course, what your concerns are because we haven't necessarily talked about them. But I think sure. you, I think you got to let him go too. Okay. You know, because I think that you've, and I don't want to say over nurtured him. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think that he's he's a big boy now. I guess I don't know how old he is. Oh yeah. Okay, so you've you've got to let him go and okay. le- and let him figure it out because he, he you know he's he's very sweet to you. He can be very sweet to you, but then he doesn't really follow through. Mm-hmm. And then you get disappointed, and then something happens to him, and then you try to save him, blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. And he needs yeah. to learn how to figure this out on his own and know that you're not always going to be there to rescue him. He needs to grow up a little bit. Good. Does that sound okay? Yes, that is. <laughs> right, okay. But I pretty much decided that. Good. I just wanted to hear it from somebody else. <laughs> okay, well, that would be my impression with your cute Wonderful. son in Hawaii. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, and thanks for calling in. Yes, thank you. Bye Have a good night. Bye bye. So we're talking about we are talking about the seventh layer of the field, individualization. And when you individualize, you don't necessarily look like a cookie cutter. You don't look like everybody else on the planet. You may dress differently. You may have a very unusual career. You may travel in places that you never anticipated. You may partner with someone that you never anticipated. Maybe all of a sudden you realize that you're not attracted to the opposite sex. Maybe all of a sudden you're attracted to the same sex person. People's lives drastically change when they allow themselves to individuate. And I think it's generally shocking for most people. So we're going to go ahead and go back to the phone lines. Okay, we've got Noreen calling us from Kirkland. Hi, Noreen. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am great. What can I do for you tonight? Well, I'm having an issue with my knees. I've been told I need two knee replacements. Oh, okay. I want to solve it energetically, and I just want to believe that I can. Well, you know, it's really funny, and I didn't say this to our last caller, um, 
because I wrote at the very top of the paper. I do a lot of free writing while I'm doing readings, and then I kind of look, glance over at my writing and go, oh, that's kind of interesting. I wonder where I wrote that. And I actually wrote, and to the caller who was just on the line, please don't take this literally. I'm not sure what it means yet, so don't be concerned. I wrote hip replacement because she has pain in her right hip. But then you call, and you've been told that you need your knees replaced. I'm like, oh, maybe that's why I wrote replacement. Um, well, really, it's very possible that because you were already on hold waiting, you know, so mm-hmm. it's very possible. That's why that happened. So um, here's what knees are about. They are about searching, looking for something or someone, a philosophy, a, a way of life. It could be anything. And, mm-hmm. and so that means that there's something that you really want in your life or you want to experience and it hasn't happened yet. And your knees are just exhausted from yeah. looking you know oh, that I, makes perfect sense. Okay. So here's what I recommend. Even if you're going to have the knee replacement, even if you're going to, and I'm not saying that you're going to need it, but I kind of get a, a heaviness when I think about it, like you might need the surgery. I, I don't know as of yet. But you'll know after you've done some energy work, personal energy work on yourself, whether your knees need to be replaced or not. In other words, you're gonna, it's going to feel okay. If they need to be replaced, you're going to be, okay, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to be all right. Mm-hmm. For, so that means first and foremost, you have to stop searching because it's not working. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It means you have to give up in a way because that's what it's going to feel like. You're going to have to surrender. You're going to have to let go of whatever dreams, ambitions, what you believe you have to have in your life in order to be happy. You need to do that. You need to literally walk away from all the things that you're wanting, 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 because it's just creating more wanting, and there isn't a resolution. So you've got to stop because your needs are exhausted. What happens is the needs actually will look like flashlights, and they're out and about looking around wherever you go, whatever you do, trying to find something, and now they're just wiped out. Mm. And and when I look at your knees, because they're inviting me in right now, the synovial fluid Mm-hmm. isn't really there. So you're almost bone to bone. Yeah, that's true. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's also why they want to go ahead and replace the knees. Yeah. You know, because it's, it is painful, but I would anyway, before, if you decide to have knee replacement surgery, I would go ahead and do this energy work first because that way the replacement surgery will work really well. Your rehab will be shorter. You won't have problems with it in the future because you've resolved and it, you don't have to resolve it by 100%. Even if you resolve something by 10, 20, 30%, you're going to have positive effects before you go in and correct the problem. Do you yeah. See, do you see what I mean? Oh, good, yeah. So yeah. you need to let go, and that means you're going to need to cry about it and grieve about it and be okay with the way your life is right now. And once we let go of something, mm-hmm. then things start to change. But you have to let go first. Yeah. Okay? Okay, that makes sense. A lot of sense to me. <laughs> and I would just put your hands on your knees and just send them tons of love because they've just been working so hard they're tired. Yeah. Okay. I've been doing that. Good. Excellent. And just know that you're going to know what you need to do next. You're going to know. And you don't have to worry about it. You're going to know. Oh, great. Okay. That's exactly what I needed to hear. <laughs> Good. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for calling in. I really well, appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for your advice. I, I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. It's my pleasure. Oh, okay. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye-bye. So we have been talking about individualization here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. Um, we're getting closer to not being on the air, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about this field that is a part of your aura. It's about seven and a half feet away from your physical body. It's a structured field. 
meaning that it has what some people describe as mesh netting that holds the field together, or the way I visualize it is beams of light that crisscross in vertical and horizontal lines that help keep the energy together. Um, individualization means that as you individuate, as you become more the wonderful, independent, unique individual that each and every single one of us is, you become closer and closer to creation. In fact, in energy medicine, the seventh layer of the field is considered the, the field closest to God, universe, creation, whatever language you want to use, source, trees. I think trees can be very godlike. Um, my dogwood tree in my front yard this spring definitely reminded me of source. It was so stunningly beautiful. Um, so that's what we've been talking tonight on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Um, I want to remind you that I'll be in Seattle at the East West Bookshop on September 19th, and I will be teaching, a, I believe it's a two and a half hour class, 7 to 9.30, um, called Meet Your Spirit Guides. So come on in to the East West Bookshop. It's on 65th and Roosevelt, and you can go ahead and pre-register by calling the East West Bookshop. Um, instead of my home or registering online, you'll do it straight through the bookshop. And um, as always, you can purchase CDs, Embrace Your Intuition is available on my website, or East West actually carries it there as other bookstores do in the area, or Balance Your Human Energy System. We had a lot of fun today talking to some of the people about their chakra system. So I hope you've enjoyed the show tonight. I certainly have. It's been a wonderful time. (laughs) And I hope you all spend time individualizing. Allow yourself to think about the things that make you happy, that make you tick. What are they? Start to take notes about them. Make lists about how unique you are. One of my friends, in fact, her name is Janet. She's been answering the phone here tonight. She's an ultra runner. So she goes on these very long runs, sometimes 100 miles. She even ran in the, in the fall, I believe it was. Maybe it was the spring. Yes, it was the spring in Alaska for 48 hours. Okay, the whole idea is not something that I would necessarily want to do. In fact, we go on walks together, long walks granted, but walks. I probably only run like maybe one or two miles at a time when I run. But for her to individuate, for her to be the person that she is, she needs to go trucking to the forests of Alaska or Bora Bora, where she can run through the woods and the mountains free for a really long period of time with no food and practically to exhaustion. But she loves it. It makes her happy. It's a part of who she is. So do your best to figure out who you are. Figure out what makes you tick, what makes you smile, so that you can allow yourself to blossom. It's, it's like water. When you, like a plant needing water, when you allow yourself to be who you are, you begin to bloom, and your colors look different than anyone else's. So I hope until next time, we're going to be preempted next Thursday. Seattle Storm women's basketball team is actually going to be aired live on KKNW, so you'll probably want to listen to one of the shows that, are, that is archived. But we'll be back in September um, talking about energy medicine all over again. Have a wonderful evening. I wish you many, many joyful blessings. Good night.
expressed on the preceding program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW Seattle, and KWJZ 98.9 FM, Digital HD3 Seattle. CNN Radio, I'm Paul Chambers. Democratic presidential candidate.